0: it's the one two three four group chat radio show
1: where they talk about stuff welcome to group chat only on dash radio on the one two three four
2: world station every wednesday night eight to ten eastern five to seven pacific i'm juan i'm jack this is Cub. and this is soft glass all right and we're gonna
0: get started right after a quick song
3: Boxes of two, so I gave one to you. And with every moment that went by, I wanted to spend a bit more time moving with you. Is all I needed to do. And in every cloud that shapes the sky, we watched till the moon rose to the
4: night. We. Thank <laughs>
5: That was Easy Love by Tom and Carmody. Welcome to Group Chat.
0: Yeah, it's great to be back, man.
5: Episode two. We made it. It's been so long. We
2: didn't get canceled. (laughs) Surprisingly. (laughs) Surprisingly. Yeah, surprisingly. Daniel was
5: like, all right, you guys, I guess you can stay on. Yeah. Yeah. I want to uh,
0: shout you guys out real quick for making that trek through what is considered a blizzard in New York. (sighs) Yeah, this was your first blizzard, Juan. This This is the first time I've ever seen snow.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah,
0: I'm I'm from Florida, and uh, South Florida specifically, which made this entire process awesome. <laughs> and a fun fact, the second I saw snow for the first time, my glasses broke. They, they exploded. They exploded. We decided to go outside and play basketball with the neighborhood kids. I saw snow. I was like, whoa, look, it's snow. And then my glasses broke, and I could no longer see snow. So that was my first experience with snow.
1: Not bad. I got to yeah. ask so, so,
0: like, you love it, or... I love it. I love it. We got to do the whole rolling around in it, throwing snowballs, jumping in a Just piles of, piles of snow. We did all that yesterday. So it was a blast. And then I realized that it only lasted five seconds before we were like, OK, we got to get inside now. We're freezing. There was a breach.
2: Yeah, that's near yeah, my-, my jacket, like my zipper broke. And like as I was jumping into a bunch of snow and uh, I, my jacket got filled with snow. Yeah, give me a punch. So we're doing this thing where <laughs> <laughs> we're doing this thing where we wanna we wanna minimize our likes, ums, and us. So if you ever hear one of us go ah, it's because the person to our left is punching us. Yeah, it's a new rule. We're doing this for you, okay? <laughs> it's because we care.
5: <laughs> Wait, so back to the snow on snow on Friday night. It started like around. Midnight or whatever, were you at your window like, oh um, man, I can't wait for it I was grow.
0: mesmerized. In fact, I went to sleep early that night because I didn't want to see the process of it going
5: down. I wanted <laughs> to just wake up <laughs> and it's
0: snow. I just wanted to see snow.
5: And then it was like a movie sequence. You yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. I was staring out of the window the whole day. I got nothing done. It was fantastic. But thank you guys for trekking because it's quite the commute for... Jack and Kev. Yeah. What did you, how how did that go for you? Was it a revenant type situation?
1: Something exactly <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I basically had to walk in the middle of the street just trying to get to the bus stop because every sidewalk was like knee deep.
5: In yeah. Snow. And for those who don't know, we tape on the Sundays before, so this is the day right after the big snowstorm. Yeah. Great timing.
1: Yeah, it's pretty bad. Shout out
5: yeah. to the snowstorm. We were like texting last night like, "Oh, fuck." Are they going to cancel the subways tomorrow? Like, are we going to be able to do this? I don't know.
2: Yeah, we were making it happen no matter what. We even talked about doing it through FaceTime, like somehow (laughs) FaceTime each other and then record our FaceTime conversations separately and then have me do all the work and stitch it all together. (laughs) We were trying.
0: trying. Yeah, I want to take this moment to thank everyone. We got such great feedback from the first episode, the pilot, and... That Shout was out thing. to everyone
5: who tuned in. Everyone. Yeah.
0: And if anyone the fact that if you liked it enough to tune into the second episode that means the world to us and like you guys are the reason we get to do this.
5: We hope you keep tuning in. Yeah. So That was just the pilot. We're just getting started. <laughs> We're getting
0: better.
2: Already less likes and ums and uhs. <laughs> <laughs> so far. Hopefully we keep it up. Yeah, we'll see. I I need somebody to do a like or um count at the end. Just <laughs> if you uh and then we said uh, uh, and by the way oh like um, like I'm getting them all out of the way now so yeah just get them all out <laughs> like, everybody um, get like, them all out <laughs> uh, uh, all
1: right. we're good yeah
2: so let's go into a song real quick
5: and we'll be right back this is Wingspan by a new band called The Help shout out Noah Eddie and Devin Back on group chat, and one thing I wanted to bring up was that in the first episode I mentioned Daniel as a name, and I didn't explain who that is. So, his full name is Daniel D'Artiste, and he is basically the mastermind behind 1234 and has given us this opportunity to be played on the 1234 World Station on Dash. Huge mistake. <laughs> yeah, That's his bad. He's immediately he that's immediately
0: good. regretted it.
5: We need to. <laughs> so, shout outs to Daniel. Yeah, absolutely. The man. And thank you for playing our jingle on episode fifteen of the One Two Three Four Radio Show. That
0: was cool. <laughs> yeah, Joy, you wanna? How how did soft How did that come about? The jingle for oh, those yeah. who didn't listen to the pilot.
2: Oh, uh, all right. So, the first or uh, the first time we all met as a group. Uh, we, uh, uh, that uh <laughs> <was> that. <laughs> but that was an organic, uh, that was on purpose. We, we talked uh-huh. about, <laughs> we talked about having some type of old school sounding jingle, like an old radio show would
5: 1950s, 60s yeah. radio jingles
2: are the best, right? Cause we're all old souls at heart. And so speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, that I feel like maybe the night like two, <laughs> Jesus dude this is <laughs> this is uh, this is a disaster. <laughs> we, <laughs> like two nights before we were supposed to record our first our pilot episode I was kind of going through a couple ideas for some music and I thought, oh, why don't we, why don't we just record our own jingle now? We have, we have the technology. And so I and asked- And the talent, bro. Oh man, that's, thank you. But, <laughs> but I asked my girlfriend if she, if she could sing it and she obviously said no. And so then I forced her and I put together this little jazz- You inspired her. <laughs> I told her I'd break up with her if I, <laughs> she didn't sing the jingle. and. And yeah, it was just, it was, I just kind of threw it together. And surprisingly, everybody thought it was, uh, it was good enough. So, yeah. So actually, I want to play, I want to play an outtake. I don't think we we never played the outtake in the first episode. Nope. <laughs> you said episode. we were going to, and yeah. then you lied to um, I did. I Please lied now. like Kim. Like I'm a liar, like Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Where's Good Friday, Kanye? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, so here's here's the Outtake. And for reference, this is Juwan trying to sing it. This was before I Juwan got it. Joan G, a soul singer.
5: That's
6: the one.
1: Yo, let's talk about sports, let's guys. Talk about sports.
0: Sports, sports. sports. That's time. What's going on in sports? Let's start
2: with the playoffs first. Oh yeah. The NFL playoffs. Correct. Yes. The there NFL. are
5: no other playoffs going on right now.
0: <laughs> well, that I'm man, aware
5: I
2: just had to I had to clarify.
1: No, the cricket play. Oh, the <laughs> <crickets> <laughs> are going on, Joe. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Can't
0: forget about the cricket.
5: Phil Smith, he's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so we're
0: we're recording this right before kickoff Denver's about to play
5: for the conference finals yeah
0: Denver is about to play New England actually Denver's up 7-0 right now
5: oh Ooh. <laughs> but by the time this airs it'll be final so Southglass is gonna do an edit right
2: boop well guys the Denver Broncos beat the New England Patriots 20-18 to 18. back to you Southglass you're a big Green Bay fan oh my god how did that possibly happen okay so, I haven't talked about this since it happened. I've been—I bottled it up. I pushed it down real deep. Basically, my Green Bay. I think Green you Bay- told me
5: like the night of the game when they lost. You took like sleeping pills to knock yourself out. <laughs> yeah, I tried to. I roofied myself <laughs> right after time, the game. It's time you let it out.
2: No, I guess. All right. So I've been a Green Bay Packer fan since I got to this country, basically. Was, Which was this, like nineteen ninety six. I was a six year old in South Florida. Should have been a Dolphins fan, but I think I looked at the Dolphins. newspaper. You don't and want to be a yeah, the Dolphins are terrible. <laughs> but the, the Packers had just won the Super Bowl against the Patriots in ninety six. And so they Did were they in, have Favre at this point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They had Favre. And they they had like Reggie White and it was. Yeah, they had, had on Green, right? No, that was before. Ahmad green Bay. Okay. Yeah. So they had they had a really good team that year, and they were all over the papers. They had just won, and I remember being six and being like, "I really like those colors, like, green and yellow." Looks I like really those good cheese heads. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been a fan ever since. And I've had to endure the most painful, painful losses. Uh, I think there's a stat: I, Green Bay has, w- or they've lost the most games in NFL history on the final play of the game. Mm. And it's like five <laughs> in the last seven years or something like that. I'll have to stack check, but it's something like five of the last seven years they've lost on the last play of the game. So let's
5: recap this game, just the end of it real quick. Yeah. So they're
2: driving. They're they're, they're down eight uh, seven. They're yeah. down seven and they have to start I think inside their own ten yard line with mm-hmm. like fifty seconds left. Uh, and then there, there's like a holding call, and they get backed up, and it's fourth and twenty, basically from the end zone. And Aaron Rodgers, being the god that he is, completes like a thirty he, yard. pass. He's
5: getting rushed, and he just heaves up this hail mary.
2: A perfect <laughs> hail mary pass. It was that,
5: insane, and then he <laughs> catches it somehow. Yeah, it was wild. It's a routine now.
2: He's yeah. done that like. That's multiple happened before times. this season. Yeah. yeah, against the
0: Lions. Yeah. And uh, it's no fluke, man. He knows that just the trajectory of the ball goes straight up, and then it just comes straight down. It was just He throws
2: the prettiest Hail Marys I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, so we go into overtime because of this crazy drive, and... Well, first thing, the, they flipped the coin, and the coin never flipped. Did yeah. it flip? So, they, yeah,
5: Green Bay was supposed to have the ball, and then the ref's like, Oh, no, the
2: coin didn't flip. Yeah, and, and then they reflip the coin, and of course, Arizona gets the ball. And then Larry Fitzgerald catches a wide... O- well, first of all, Carson Palmer does like a spin move for the first time <laughs> in his life. Oh, wait, how old is he? He's like 40, yeah. and he does a spin move for the first time Killer. in his entire career. Gets uh, a a wide-open pass to Larry Fitzgerald, who has like a 70-yard run after the catch, uh, sets up some bullshit shuffle pass, and Aaron (laughs) Rodgers never gets the ball back. So he throws that Hail Mary pass and never touches the ball, and Packers... I mean, the
5: whole rule is so ridiculous that they can't even match them. Right. It's It's so weird that it's based on luck. Just whoever gets the coin flip, it's, they can that's pretty it. much automatically yeah. win. I think which we is need stupid. to go back
0: to college rules, and it's not just because my brother's a butt-hurt Packer fan. <laughs> <which> is, <laughs> that's that's a totally valid 100%. opinion, but um, I think um, I think that I think that we should go back to collegiate rules for a couple of reasons. I don't know. Well, I don't know why they haven't done it. That's great for views, especially when you have a superstar quarterback like Aaron Rodgers who puts this miraculous comeback together and never touches the ball again. I'm not a big fan of how that plays out. I think the other team at it's least gets fair. a drive,
2: yeah. right? And I Man. hate the excuse uh, that it's about player safety. I hate... That. Every time oh, I hear, players. oh, we, we want to protect the players, we, we don't want it to go to... That is the biggest pile of horseshit because <laughs> they, they backed up the extra point, right, this year, uh, and that's led to more injuries than ever on uh, extra point conversions, so they clearly don't care and they make more I, I just don't understand it. It's I don't know. football is one of
0: the luckiest sports. You play on any given day, you have one game, regardless of the playoffs. There's no series, which is it makes sense because of the player safety factor. Yeah, the nature of the game. The nature of the game, but because you only have one playoff game it just strikes me as crazy that anything could happen in a given game, and if the game goes into overtime, the other team deserves a shot to win that single game that you play that determines whether or not your season ends that day. I mean, the fact that you can go any game, play in any of the conditions, and there isn't even the ball isn't even the ball time isn't even shared in overtime—that's ridiculous. Every other team has some kind of, you know, basketball's got a seven-game series, baseball has series, you know. Um, that's, that's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, no. I, I mean, ask the 2007 Patriots. They were arguably one of the best teams ever. And they just happened to get caught on the wrong day. And they lost. They lost the Super Bowl. And or, I was to the Giants, right? To the Giants, yeah.
5: No, that's fine. I- I'm cool with that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the Patriots, they're playing right now against Denver. Who Not, do you,
5: well, when people hear this, it won't be right now.
2: Okay, so they played on Sunday. Against Denver Who Correct. do you guys Who do you guys have Who do you want to win
1: I think I got Peyton on it Just cause I'm a Bigger fan of his Peaches won last year We don't We don't need That's to right that They coaching. played each other Last year too Yeah, yeah. I'm a Peyton I think this might be Like his last season Or two and
2: Or two Or two
1: I think he still has it But I think he's done um, But yeah Hopefully It'd be a, a cool story Yeah Absolutely
0: What
5: about you Jack? This is the lesser of two evils because yeah. I hate the Patriots and I hate Tom Brady. But I also dislike Peyton for leaving the Colts. Oh Ooh. right. So, You're a butthurt. That Colts wasn't play. that
0: wasn't his decision though.
5: I don't care. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't wanna, <laughs> I don't want it to see him win with the Denver.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um, I think that I think that the Patriots are going to win. I wanna see Ooh. the Broncos win, but I think that Patriots and Panthers would be a very interesting Super Bowl. I'd 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 want to see that. that. That'd be dope. I think the Patriots are going to win. I want to see Peyton get one before he retires. But another one. Another one. Uh, Another one. Another one. Who do you got, though,
5: Softclass?
2: Didn't he just say? No, I I, I don't care. I really, you know, I'm not a huge fan of AFC football for whatever reason. I don't know what it is. The AFC is just kind of boring to me. But. I think the Broncos are boring to watch this year. I don't know if I would want to watch a Super Bowl with the Broncos and Peyton throwing ducks all over the field. (laughs) I I think I would want to see Tom Brady duke it out with Cam Newton. I think that would be more fun to watch.
5: The Panthers are definitely more
0: exciting. Oh, for sure. Oh, They're the most exciting team to watch right now. And they'll
5: probably win
2: their game. Yeah. And the winner for that game is... (laughs) Well,
5: guys, the Panthers absolutely killed the Cardinals 49-15. to 15. On another NFL-related note, the Rams are moving to L.A. Yo, L.A. got a team now. L.A.'s I getting away.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. That's a big deal. I feel like people didn't talk about this enough, right? And the
5: I, Chargers are still considering yeah, going too. I
0: keep hearing that the Chargers might still go. They'd share so like, the stadium, right? I mean, L.A. has two two baseball teams. So So in one year, (laughs) L.A. went from having zero professional (laughs) football teams to having Yeah, they have
5: two baseball teams, the Dodgers and the Angels, and they have two basketball teams, the Lakers and the Clippers. Why would you want
0: to immediately split the fan base like that? (laughs) Like, have them root (laughs) for just just one team. That's great, though. They
1: have the population, though. They have the yeah that's yeah. absolutely right.
2: Yeah, well, California would have how many sport major sports teams? Like half of <laughs> right? <laughs> no, seriously, they have football. They have the 49ers. the Raiders. They would have the Rams and the Chargers.
1: Yeah. Baseball, they have Dodgers, Anaheim, San Diego Padres, San Francisco Giants, the Oakland Athletics. I feel Jeez. like I'm missing one, but that's it. I think.
2: Yeah. And basketball. In basketball, have they have, yeah, Golden State, Clippers, Lakers, the Kings. The Kings. Oh my God.
5: Yeah, it's <laughs> so yes, California stack. It's I wish the state. Angels had stayed in Anaheim. There was something about them there that yeah. I liked. When the Angels were playing in the early 2000s playoffs, there was something like magical about it. And they had these like rally monkeys and all this no, stuff. No, but they and still, they still have that. They still I know, but Anaheim. it it just feels different that they're in LA to me. No, they're in Anaheim. No, I know. But it's just that like, they, like they name changed. it. Yeah, they named them. Even oh, okay. just the name like throws it off for me. I like yeah, the instead the of calling them the
1: Anaheim Angels, they're like the Los Angeles Angels. Yeah, it just ruined it.
5: Wait, <laughs> Los Angeles Angels.
2: So it's the Angels Angels. Yeah. If pretty you translate much it,
0: that's great.
5: The Angels Angel. <laughs> On this episode, we talk about the Angels, Angels.
0: (laughs) It's great, though, because I'm curious to see. So the Lakers, you know, put aside the last half decade, are a very celebrated basketball team. Mm -hmm. And right. Yeah. And so I'm curious to see. I mean. There's not a lot of tradition with the Rams and the Chargers, so if they're both going to be in L.A., I'm curious to see how the culture of those teams change. Oh, right, like who would people root for? Absolutely, yeah, because yeah. L.A. has always been, and California always has, you know, they've got USC. They just bleed tradition as far as a yeah. lot of their, their sports their teams, teams are, are held to a very high standard, Yeah, rightly so. So it's going to be curious to see how L.A. fans... Except these football teams and right. you know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out that'll be really so
2: interesting. So if you're a Lakers fan you have to be a Chargers fan and then if you're a Clippers fan you have to be Yep, <laughs> <laughs> you would have to be a Rams fan. Yeah, very That's
0: disappointed kind of that they football. didn't change the logos though I was looking forward to seeing some oh, new jerseys haven't. and logos work. nothing's been announced yet oh, they will. Wow. You they think so? I, I, I think yeah. they will, yeah. Can we get the classic Rams colors back again? what were those now that they're the the blue and the yellow instead of the gold and
2: the the navy that'd be cool yeah
5: yeah song break
2: yeah and we'll be right back after a quick song break Words to Say by Alex Zotak featuring Mulleran. Alex with the crazy bass chords. Shout out, Alex and Mulleran. Y'all are crazy. Y'all are dope. <laughs> and Guys, we're
5: back with more sports. We're still talking about sports.
2: Sports! Um,
1: Meth fans, lucky people. Joanna Suspidus just got um, a new contract
0: 75 mil for three years that doesn't sound like a real number
1: uh it is (laughs) (laughs) and and he has the
5: option to opt out after after one year wow plus a no trade clause wow and so that's good for the match they're trying to pull kansas city and win the year after they lost yeah it's good i think he carried the team yeah so
1: that's good for them um this last What was it last week? Mike Piazza and Ken Griffey Jr. got elected to the Hall of Fame. Let's clap it up. Ken Griffey the legend. You guys know Ken Griffey, right? Of course.
0: Oh, classic. That's classic Ken. (laughs) 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 Ken He was like
1: he's pretty much like the cool kid of baseball at the time. Yeah. He started that whole wearing the
0: cap backwards. Oh wow. Okay, cool. king of home runs that's everything i know about baseball (laughs) backwards (laughs) he started that that's cool played for the
1: mariners and the reds played for the map yeah started his career in the mariners he was looked at as like the best player of like the 90s okay like overall and it was great um he's like gotten into the sneaker culture and everything right the ken Mm Griffey's, which one of the few right of baseball yeah like like you don't see that often in baseball so it's
5: and he got in with a really almost perfect rate. Yeah. um, There's a few
1: things that were interesting about that Hall of Fame draft. So he almost got unanimous decision in. That means that almost all voters voted for
2: him. Why would you not vote for him? Why? How is it not unanimous?
1: I don't know. They're Some just people weird. like to stand out. Yeah, they're like, oh, he's not perfect. So basically three guys out of 440 didn't vote for him. Wow. So he got in with like a 99.3. He's the highest all time. Wow. Wow. And another interesting thing is that Mike Piazza, who um, got drafted by the Dodgers. I don't know when, but he was draft pick number 1,390th overall when he got drafted. Ken Griffey was number one. So for the first time, there's like such a range between... um, the hall of famers and their draft picks yeah. from like the first to it was like the 62nd round he got the same, in the same class and they're in the same well, class that's, that's crazy because mike piazza pretty much broke out classic on. met
5: one of the yeah most well known <laughs> especially of that like early 2000s run
1: yeah it was all piazza um classic piazza <laughs> let's keep it with the The New York theme and Carmelo Anthony passed Larry Bird and Gary Payton in all-time points
2: this last week. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. That's I mean, that's who he is, right? Like, Larry Bird is a big name, yeah. No, absolutely. But it kind of cements... I mean, that is his legacy. I think when it's all said and done, that's Carmelo's legacy. One of the greatest scorers of all time. Mm -hmm.
1: He's currently number 30, so... Yeah. And I think he still has what, at least
0: five more years left oh, in him. Oh, I believe.
2: he doesn't play like the way he plays. He doesn't guarantees beat his him, body. Yeah, yeah he's
0: not. Yeah. He's not the most physical
2: player. He just. Yeah. He. If he keeps playing the way he's playing, he can. He can get into the top fifteen. I yeah. think.
1: So um, I don't know his. The next person, he might pass is Clyde Dexler, a wow. legend. Um who is about 100-something points away from him.
0: That's nothing.
1: Yeah. yeah. He's He'll pass like, that within like the next games.
5: upcoming
0: weeks. <laughs> next <Yeah>. week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, episode 3. No, actually
1: it's like 300 points. But yeah, but they're still, expecting yeah. him to pass him later, later on this season. Absolutely. But yeah, from one great player to arguably a better one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Steph Curry has reached 200 plus three-pointers in four
0: season straights. The only player to ever do that. What was... Do you have the second on that list by any
2: chance?
1: No, I think he's okay. just like he's the just, only one. He keeps I think,
2: breaking his own record. Yeah, he's yeah. just <laughs> breaking
1: his literally breaking his own records. Um, yeah. That's awesome. But the other day, I saw it was like a meme or like one of those pictures with like writing on them. It was an interesting stat. It was saying that Larry Bird, mm-hmm. since we were talking about him, made 646 threes in his entire career. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> and saw we, that. you know, we see him as like one of the best shooters ever in the yeah. NBA.
0: This just goes against those, like, people who think that basketball was dramatically different back in the day, and that those grades will never be overshadowed. There are some pretty talented modern players today. And I no, there are. Uh, I mean, that. it's a
1: different game overall. Absolutely. In terms That's of even like strategy. Because yeah. back in the day, I see it more like big man. You know, it was like a lot more physical. You can directly, get away with a lot yeah. more. Yeah, But basically, Stephen Curry passed 646 like
2: within his first three
1: seasons. That's I thought that was incredible. Within his, incredible. Yeah.
2: I saw another stat that blew my mind. Uh, he, he shoots. Man, what is his stat? I'm going to... We'll uh, I'm gonna fact yeah check. I'm gonna look it up I'm gonna fact check it real quick I'm gonna look it up real quick basically he shoots a higher percentage from between the half court and five feet behind the three so that that area that's of, insane he shoots a higher percentage there than a lot of people in the league shoot from just just regular from the free, three yeah just from <laughs> three point line insane
1: yeah. that's insane he's too good but yeah that's that's about it with sports this week. The big,
0: well, last like three weeks.
5: <laughs> yeah, pretty much you know the, the, the biggest stuff? thing, the college team.
1: Oh right, within this snowstorm that we just went through, there was this um, Jonas. Jonas. Nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> this college team. How do you say that? Dunks. <laughs> From like Jerry's, yeah, like, I'm not touching that. <laughs> I'm trying. I don't even know how to say it, but it was like a college, uh, basketball team, and they were like on the road trying to get to, the I guess, game. one of their games, yeah. and they pretty much got stuck in the middle of the road for, I want to say, over 24 hours. Wow. In the highway, the whole team on the coach bus started playing cards and I don't know, eating the food they had. Lucky f- um, for them, they supposedly like stopped at a, I don't know, like a Seven Eleven or something, like some minutes before, and they had some food. But that's all. And...
2: Sounds yeah. like they made the best out of that time. Yeah, I saw a lot of people taking advantage of that blizzard. There were, there was a, the swimmers from this other school. They were oh, doing, yeah. they were doing laps in their backyard. Like, in, the <laughs> snow. The snow. in the snow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Speedos and all. Yeah. <laughs> There was like this thing going around with, like the, it was called like the snow challenge or the storm challenge. And people were just doing that, like jumping in
2: with like no clothes and it was crazy. Did you guys see the people uh, snowboarding? Yep. Through Casey or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that video and I, it's one of those things where you kind of wish <laughs> you the could man. have done it yourself.
1: But yeah, that's about it with sports
5: for this week. Now we'll go into MIA's borders, which we'll be discussing after we get back.
7: I them item, meet them, where's your read him This one needs a brand new read Weed Weed the key Weedin' the key them to life Let's beat them Weed' them smartphones, don't beat them Da 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 Say we're not with them We solid and we don't need to kick them This is no Southeast No Western Yeah guns close doors to the system Yeah fuck them when we say we're not with them We solid and we don't need to kick them This is no Southeast no We're solid and we don't need to kick them This is North, South, East and Western, Western. Yeah, guns close, close to the system Yeah, for when we saying we're not with them We're solid and we don't need to kick them
5: M.I.A. Borders. What do you guys think of the video first?
2: Man, she always has the dopest videos. Yeah. (laughs) I think she always has one of my favorite videos of the year. Every year.
4: Oh, wow.
5: So basically, for this video, there's this one... There's two small clips where she's wearing this jersey that says Fly Pirates. And it originally says Fly Emirates. And this team who... The jersey is originally based off of PSG Paris Saint Germain. They basically sent her a letter saying, take this video down everywhere within twenty four hours or we'll take legal action.
2: That's so crazy.
0: That's ridiculous. Um first of all, there are two five second clips. Right. You had a the no, first no, one is to- like one second. Yeah, it's like had a one second. for you to point it out.
2: Yeah, you were like, "Here, uh, here it comes, here it comes." In, and no, no, one like missed it. He like sneezed. Oh, so.
0: rewind. But I think we were talking about it. That it's a very powerful video, especially during this time, this election period. You know, one of the border, one of the surface level problems or the topics that she addresses in the video is poverty, right? Mm-hmm. Only with I, did people look through this video get offended and find? I mean, like, it's, have to find something. It's a something video about,
5: about point? migrants and you know the whole right. Right. which issue is very relevant. In the Middle East, yeah. So, and just to put into perspective, she was born in London initially, but she moved back to Sri Lanka where her family is from when she was six months old, and she basically lived there for the first decade of her life. And her family would try to get out, and they couldn't get out. There was a civil war going on there. And she basically grew up in poverty and all these things. And she finally got to London around her 11th birthday. And she really grew up a lot there as well. And she identifies more with being British in that sense. But she's also very much aware of this migrant history and that all these issues are still going on. And she's always been someone not afraid of controversy, not afraid to talk about real things going on. And this whole issue with the soccer team is ridiculous. Like she posted the four page letter that they sent her on Twitter for Mm -hmm. everyone to read. Because even though she's been in courts for the past like four years with the NFL for a Super Bowl incident, basically she's still you know, like, fuck them. Like, we're we're still going to stand for this. I'm not going to let them back me down. And in the letter, the CEO of the team is like, oh, we were not happy to see our team and our there were like the sponsors' logos on it as well Mm. be associated with this. But in the same thing, he says, oh, we also made this $1 million donation to the UN refugee crisis Holy so God. they're basically saying look we donated to this but you know we don't want to be associated with it or anything right
0: well is that, is that worse <laughs> than
2: what is so that was it right they just don't want their brand and their their logos and their identity to be associated with the a issue? video or?
5: about migrants and bringing it up in a good and way and not even
0: it's the version of the jersey right right this
2: is ridiculous.
5: She bought the video while flying to Qatar, and she just modified it herself. It yeah. was just a random thing, and then she even took turned precaution. It be- you mean
2: the, yeah. jer- the jersey? She bought the jersey.
5: Yeah, she bought the jersey.
2: Yeah, so she. I mean, she's she's known for being involved in the whole bootleg culture. So that's something that she's always done. So it's right. not like she did it to make a she a did point necessarily. I mean, even on
5: like just a side note, real quick, with like this whole bootleg thing, she did this. This is just like a funny side note to me. Mm-hmm. She did this collection with Versace. I remember this. And she basically brought them bootlegs that she had collected from around the world. <laughs> and they were like, no, we can't reproduce this. It's too high quality.
2: Right. The, the bootlegs were higher quality than the originals. Which oh, is great. crazy.
5: And she's just been bringing up stuff like this. And it brings in a whole nother level of censorship. Right. And, you know, PSG, they're undefeated this season. They're one of the biggest soccer teams. They're trying to make a run for Champions League. And they're trying to have this pristine, perfect image. But it's not even like she's bringing them down. Yeah, this is the first time
0: I've heard of the soccer team all year. Granted, I'm not in the soccer world as much as I should be. But that just
5: goes to show that she's only promoting them. And it's just a shame that... And in the letter, they also say, You unduly took advantage of our popularity and reputation to enhance the trackness... Attractiveness of your artists and consequences, consequently, the profits of your company.
2: I don't know if that's delusional or just <laughs> ignorant. I don't understand what their problem with it is. They even repre- like, they requested
5: compensation for the harm they suffered. What harm? I had a- <laughs> Oh my god. It's ridiculous. They jerseys. point out. <laughs> One article, and she's like, "Before this, I had never heard a single negative thing about the jersey, and God knows if they even paid for that article to be written."
0: Right. It's just a shame that I've had a busy week, but the first time I hear of this video, it's because of this jersey-wearing issue.
2: Then I mean, this the jer- message that the, the, that the, that the video came out to...
5: at the end of November, and they're just bringing it up now. So it's like, okay, what are you doing?
2: Were they good back in November? Well, they've been undefeated.
5: <laughs> I don't know when the season started, but yeah. it's just crazy. But it's it's such hypocrisy. No, absolutely. It's she's Mi is amazing. Though she's I think she's one of the most important pop stars of this generation. Agreed. 100%. Do you think she's one of the
2: most influential pop stars? I think I think she just I love what she represents in the sense that yeah, she's so unforgiving with not only her art but her messages and her ideologies and she just doesn't care and
5: and what she represents like she's
2: her family's from Sri Lanka right, it's who else genuine.
5: would have like a Sri Lanka pop star there's right. no one else like her yeah it's it's crazy right so now we'll go into another song on a bit more of a lighter note this is <laughs> Chance the Rapper in the social experiment Sunday Candy
8: She can say in her voice, in her way, that she love me. With her eyes, with her smile, with her belt, with her hands, with her money. I am the thesis of her prayers Her nieces and her nephews are just pieces of the layers Only one she love as much as me is Jesus Christ and Taylor I got a future song singing for my grandma You sing it too, but your grandma ain't my grandma Mine's a handmade, pan-fried, sun-dried, southside And beat the devil by a landslide Praying with her hands tied President of my fan club, Santa Something told me I should bring my to You got it slowly, taking in my body it's holy.
4: I've been waiting for you for the whole week. I've been praying for you, you're my Sunday. Game. You got so.
8: Candy, your pepper misses the truth. I'm pessimistic on Monday. If I had tweaked and missed you, you look so good with the hat on, had to match with the shoes. Came and dressed in the satin. I came and sat in your pew. I come to Christmas for dinner. 50 rolls on my plate. Hello, holes in my stocking, holding your pockets in place. I like my love with the budget. I like my hugs with a scent. You smell like light gas while the electricity rent. You sound like why the gospel choir got so tired. Seeing this raise a daily basis, so I gotta try it. You my dream your dream team, team captain. Matter of fact, I ain't seen you win a minute. Let me take my butt to church. You better, better come on in, come on in, it's hot. It's, in, it's gonna.
4: It's holy I've been waiting for you for the whole week I've been praying for you on my Sunday king You got to move slowly.
5: was Chance and his band, The Social Experiment. And speaking of Chance, he just finished this campaign this winter called The Warmest Winter. And it ended a couple weeks ago, but it's still available to donate. Basically, he teamed up with this nonprofit from Detroit called The Empowerment Plan. And the goal was to make these coats for homeless people that turned into sleeping bags at the same time. And their goal was to make a thousand coats, which required a hundred thousand dollars. And also, the people who make the coats are homeless women who are hired. Wow! And they raised over a hundred thousand dollars, it's at like 117,000 right now. And it's crazy that he raised that much money, and especially in Chicago, where their homeless population is over 125,000 and they have super harsh winners, so it's really important that he did this, and it's amazing how artists can have that power and influence to for social causes like this, even like we were just talking about MIA. What do you guys think about... Because, you know, politicians, they can't do the same kind of work that artists can. Yeah, right?
0: so by that logic, for the sake of discussion, do artists have an obligation to speak out in that realm like beyond music no i don't think they so. don't
1: have that responsibility but responsibility but i think that people want them like people look forward yeah. to artists doing that so to let me, let their, me clarify like, to do that.
0: let me clarify the question in the same vein do uh, superstar athletes have an obligation to be role models. Kind of, kind of in that same vein. That's how I'm approaching the question. What do you guys think? I think
5: it's a bit different. Yeah. Because I think athletes should be held to a certain standard, but okay. they don't have to do everything people might want them to do. They're different
0: cultures, yeah. But you wouldn't
5: put. But I'd say a musician, it's more personal and okay. less. They're in the spotlight for the music they're making. Hopefully, that's true to them. And if they feel like they should speak out on something, they should. If not, that's okay.
0: And going to soft glass because you have, you're actually in that industry. Would you say that music has more of a correlation between the personality of the musician and whatever specific to that musician? Therefore, like, would that be the reason that it's different from superstars? Uh, athletes, that musicians, their personality and their image and who they are is part of that music and the aesthetic that they, that people, uh, uh, people, you know,
2: praise them for. Yeah, I don't know. I to answer your your first question, I don't I don't necessarily think that artists have a responsibility to uh, you know either donate money or help their 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 neighborhoods or whatever the case may be, I don't think that that's a responsibility that artists have. I think that anytime you have a platform, you should use that platform to give back in some way and I and, and whether that's you know, changing one person's life by just, you know, something so simple like somebody on Twitter, tweeting at you, and you being like, "Oh, you know, thanks for the love. I appreciate you as a fan." Blah 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 blah. Like something yeah. so simple like that is just.
5: Yeah, I think that's a different type of responsibility. Right. Like when I'm saying no, basically I mean more towards like social issues. Right. To
0: the like, obligation of right. having. Right. right. Yeah, a say I don't think pol- everyone.
5: Like like, M.I. was talking about the migrants. I don't think everyone needs to be talking about that. Right. No know? one
2: has to... Ev- not everyone has to pick uh, social injustice and, right, you know, right. and and let some, it down people. If too. I so, can, just to, to further yeah, yeah.
0: this, uh, Macklemore also dropped the white privilege, song, <sighs> which kind of falls in in line with what we're talking no, about. No, it absolutely about. does. Yeah.
2: Because a result of that was the whole Iggy Azalea thing. That's and, a whole thing. And Talib... <laughs> uh, well, the, the, the correlation is that Talib Kweli actually basically told Iggy Azalea through Twitter that she also had a responsibility as an artist taking from a specific culture to give back to that culture. And I think that sentiment isn't wrong. I just think that Iggy Azalea is not responsible for the well-being and the, she she is not, she doesn't have to be a, a social activist. Just yeah. because she's an artist, and I just feel like to kind of pig, be, piggyback off of Jack's point, I do agree that sometimes, sometimes an artist will join a cause or you know perpetuate a certain ideal, and sometimes they don't. And I don't think that you necessarily have to just because yeah. you have an the audience platform. or a platform. I do think that you should try to because as an artist you're getting your career and you're getting paid to make art ultimately and that's a gift that's that's crazy to have a a fan base that supports you and and basically you know gives you means to create a profession out of what you're doing that's a gift And it's a two-way
0: relationship, because every time... That's all I'm saying, is I think
2: that as an artist, you do have a responsibility to give back in some way. Also, with all all these issues
5: going on in the world, it's more than just talking about them sometimes. Sometimes it's just making music that makes people happy, that allows them to deal with these issues better. Sometimes it's as simple as that. The
0: Iggy Azalea thing, I think um, Talib was talking about, it was more so paying homage, right? Yeah. If you're, know, gonna, that, if you're gonna, if you're gonna borrow, and I'm not gonna get, I raised this question. I don't know, right? I'm just for the sake of discussion. I'm not on a particular There's side no here because I don't said think. answer. Yeah, I just, I think what Chance did, and this is, I guess, what I was getting to, was great because he's from Chicago, and for someone to take action and, and pay back so to much the city that, and he does so much yeah. for Chicago. He he did the open mics for the youth in in Chicago. He goes on
5: field trips with like elementary school classes and stuff.
0: Right. And that just warms my heart. I mean, I... (laughs) Warms my heart. The warmest... (laughs) Warmest winter. Warmest winter. I, I would just love to see more artists do that. And I know that's... That's asking a lot because it's... It's not as easy, you know, making music is, and and you're giving someone a part of your soul every time you make us. it's part of you. I mean, and that's, that's enough of a gift, you know, when I wake up on that one Friday that Kanye did that one good Friday, it was, it was like Christmas morning. I was like, (laughs) oh my God, Kanye West dropped a new song. That's great. So I think it is a two-way streak. And I just love to see that kind of interaction with
2: where he's from and paying homage to that, trying to make it a better place. And also what he, he talks about this stuff all the time. His music Yeah. He really, it it would almost be strange if he didn't, you know, do everything that he does because a lot of his music is, you know, to uplift and then also to shed light on a lot of stuff that people go through, specifically in Chicago. So it's, I think that's. Paranoia is a perfect example. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's great that he's living his art. It's not just, you know, rapping on a track and then it ends there. I think it does. It matters because it's just an extension of who he is as an artist. And He cares, he cares about the fans, never
0: charged anyone for a project. I mean, everything he puts out, he's, it's for the people. I mean, and yeah. that's very... Um, it's a people's what, what do you think, Kev?
1: No, um, I was just going to mention, because you mentioned it, um, about the responsibility of an artist and whatnot. And I do agree that they don't have to
0: like they don't owe anyone they don't owe anyone
1: anything but we're getting to a point and I i think it's you know with social media and whatnot it's becoming more popular and more artists are doing it but it's almost becoming a responsibility for artists to do this for example like chance he he does it he's great his music is about it he acts on it as we can see yeah but Good example is like, for example, you see this a lot like with rappers or hip-hop artists that They get rich and get out the hood or whatever and people Let's say that they don't give back or never go back to their hood that becomes a thing like oh he left us and sold out. Yeah, he sold out. <laughs> sold like, he's, out. he's not yep. one of Traitor. us and like It's almost becoming like people almost have the power to like change that sort of
0: ground and, and whatnot but yeah I think that's situational I think that if you have the opportunity to get your family out of a place that isn't necessarily no yeah that's place. what I that's, mean I don't think yeah
1: you owe anyone anything okay but people how people see it is like yeah yeah he should come back here he should spend time with yeah. the community and do this yeah it's great I love that artists do that but I think that's that's a lot that
0: that was at some point kind of lost in hip hop. I mean, hip hop's always been very territorial, mm. West Coast, East Coast, you know. Uh, so it's it's taken on a different definition now in modern day, maybe about like giving back to to where you're from. Because I think maybe in the uh, like in the last half decade that was kind of lost for a little bit. But I also don't
5: know. with Chance, real quick, like his dad is heavily involved in politics and. Mm -hmm. I think they did, it was maybe the Wall Street Journal or someone did an interview with him where he was quoted and it was about chance and he was saying how at first maybe he wasn't so on board with the music stuff 100%, but when he sees how much chance is giving back and how much he's able to do as an artist that a politician would never be able to do, he can't help but be Mm -hmm. proud. And even... Jay Cole did this interview around his last album where he was saying, politicians, they have to smile and tell you everything that's great about them and never lie and all this stuff. And artists, they can tell you all their faults. They can tell you everything they've gone through. <laughs> I said that really weird. <laughs> <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> oh. the that's came great. <laughs> 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 they can tell you everything they've gone through. Yeah. and just be completely honest and that those are the people we need you know these politicians they're not really helping us the way artists are really making the right ones are really making a difference and it's crazy that the power of artists and politicians are so shifted like that Yeah,
2: but Kendrick, That's a good point. Kendrick has his um, uh, the mentor program that he's yeah. doing it's great I mean I think to get to that point you know, you have to focus on your art and your craft, and but I th- I do think that once you get to that where you're able to influence and affect people on such a grand scale, I don't think you have a responsibility. But it's great to see. Exactly. It's great to see when Agreed. when you do do something, uh, and and what I mean is that if you don't do something, you shouldn't be you know reprimanded for it. You shouldn't be criticized. Because you didn't, you're not trying to be. You know, you, the first time you pick up the microphone, you you weren't thinking. Most people don't think I'm gonna change the world. You're just expressing yourself. Exactly. Right. You're just making music. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's great, but not necessary.
1: And we're gonna go on a break, and we're gonna listen to Kiara's feels.
9: And we'll be right I don't even know it's real. I just say fuck it, keep on going. I get deeper, I get deeper. Yeah, I feel I'm rolling. I can see you, yeah, I see you. I don't know, I think I'm rolling. Yeah, it's way too many fails, way too much emotion. I don't even know it's real. I just say fuck it, keep on going. I get deeper, I get deeper. Yeah, I think I'm rolling. I can see you, yeah, I see you. I don't know, I just keep going. Stop my body, say, fuck, keep on drunk okay. you can bring a truth, I met you. yeah, you mix it, put a potion I don't know who you are, but I dive into your ocean Yeah, you say you smoking grams, I'm smoking into the Grammys you Say you got them bars, but all I see is candy Still you came through so low-key, think you understand, I don't know me Still I get along with your best friends, you can battle
0: heavy stuff heavy topics we've talked about very heavy we're not afraid to go there we're not afraid to go there let's lighten things up though what are we looking forward to this year music wise what albums what projects jack start with you
5: kevin abstract they shoot horses my most anticipated album kevin is way ahead of everyone else to me thanks man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me just. I'm just gonna say,
1: Ian. His real name is. Wait, what's his real name? Ian. Ian Simpson. Okay.
5: So, Ian is just the way he uses the internet and yeah. his whole aesthetic and his, he just the music itself. Even alone would constitute saying this. And he played some snippets on Periscope before. And Echo is insane. Maybe we'll play that at the break. So good. and. Yeah, you actually did a remix of it, Soft And
2: thank you, Kev, for or Ian, not you, Kev. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Ian, for sending me that uh, that acapella. Like, I just love that song so much. It was so fun. So, so
5: his fun. his album is gonna be crazy, and he's dropping a short film before that and another single. I love that.
0: I love when artists do that. Yeah, so good. Oh, I, I got into Kevin Abstract after I, it kind of piggy banked backed off of I was riding the because the Internet Wave, which is one of my favorite albums, and then it was so it was a seamless transition to get right into <laughs> his uh, his first album. It was great. Oh,
5: well. I found out about him when he released a self-titled EP with this kid Planetarian back in like September 2013 or yeah. so. Yeah, September 2013 and then he for So this was even before mtv 1987 his debut project well his real debut album he released other like little projects before that and leading up to mtv he did these series of notes where he would just it was like screenshots of text editing in his computer and he was just really vulnerable and open about yeah everything going on with him and it was really interesting and he's just stepped it up to a whole another level from there, and really interacts with his fans really well, yeah. And just whole next level. And the rest of Brockhampton, his group, the All American Boy Band, they're <laughs> they're, they're releasing projects this year. Matt Champion, really looking forward to his album. Joba, aka Russ, looking forward to his album. And they're releasing group projects as well. So that should be really good in terms of everything else. Swish, of course, Kanye's album. Hopefully, Frank yeah. Ocean drops all I'm this year. For, hopefully, some Frank Ocean. MIA's album, Dev hines Skepta. Hopefully, it's a good year for music. Yeah, me
2: hopefully, Radiohead releases something. Oh, they're, yes. they're starting oh, to yeah. perform together again for the first time in like three years, or four, maybe longer.
5: Didn't they release a, like the cover of the James Bond song, or
2: Spectre? I believe. Yeah, I. I just want. I just can't wait to hear the next progression. Because I loved In Rainbows, one of my favorite albums of all time. And then I actually loved King of Limbs because I felt like it was the most natural progression. It was kind of the yin to In Rainbows is Yang, where In Rainbows was really melodic and, uh, you know, uh, just melodically driven, whereas King of Limbs was very rhythmic and very, visceral textures yeah Yeah, and very textural so i can't wait to just hear what they do next because i know tom york is never satisfied with just staying the same ever so kev
1: like i said man all i want is a frank ocean album that's all i'm waiting for i think i'm asking for too much though i (laughs) I, I
0: don't know he's taking forever it's done you know it's done yeah it's probably done it's been done john I am also very much looking forward to a Kevin Abstract album. MTV was also the first project I heard from him. And Soft Glass actually put me on him.
2: So Yeah. I met all those guys at South by Southwest 2013 when they were still ASF. And we 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 had their crew and the people I was with, we had a bunch of mutual friends. So we would run into each other like every day. And we, we would just like hang out and kind of we tried to i remember one night we were we were having dinner and everybody was like oh we should try to sneak into kanye show tonight and i was like "Ah, oh, yeah i'm gonna go to bed guys i'm tired, <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> so yeah i've always been an old man at heart but but yeah i've i've been such a huge fan of them and their music and the way they go about everything for so long I'm just ready. I'm ready for Kevin Abstract to become a pop icon. He's
5: going to be yeah. the next artist at the level of Kanye, Kanye, yeah. Frank, Tyler, all yeah. of them. He's going to be there. For sure. I put anything on it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
0: I think 27 was the first song I heard him do and me. I was immediately, <laughs> I was, I was sold. It was just like, yeah, this guy's, this guy's for real. Other than that. I mean, oh, I'm boring. Romil for being an incredible producer. Oh okay. yes. Amazing. yes. yeah. Um, but also, I'm, I'm really boring. I'm also looking forward to Swish and Frank Ocean. Everything you guys basically said. What was it called before Swish? Uh, so God Help Me
5: or something like no, that? Only God Can Help. No. Or Oh
0: my God. It was something with God. So Help Me God. <laughs> so so help, help, me help Me God. God. Yeah.
5: That was it. See, we already forgot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't
2: there... Uh, I like Swish better. Uh, our yeah. cover, like, already done for it? Yeah, the one that yeah. Jaden had designed. Apparently, Apparently, I
5: don't think Jaden designed
2: it. Oh, then I read the wrong rumor. Well, I didn't hear
5: <laughs> at least I didn't hear about it if he did.
2: Yeah, I it was the it was like the the symbol, right? It was
5: Yeah, like the, yeah, yeah. We'll I, see. I don't Next know. month, a few weeks away. Yeah,
2: we'll Apparently, see about then. that. We'll see.
0: Well, he can't keep up with. He doesn't know what day of the week it is. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting good Fridays. Um yeah, so we'll I don't see.
2: think Good Friday was ever supposed to be a thing I think, I
0: think Kim heard them talking about that and, It's like, every Friday, hashtag, yeah And then, <laughs> it was probably an idea they had And she tweeted it, and suddenly it's
2: I just can't, because when they dropped Real Friends And then the, the whole thing was Oh, we're gonna get no more parties in LA the next week Shouldn't that son, like, shouldn't it have already been done? Right. Right? Yeah. Like, why did he need to and get off the she's plane like, and yeah, go straight to the studio? The next
5: week, she's like, oh, guys, sorry about lying about the Kanye track. I didn't mean to lie to you, but. Kanye was just on the plane to Italy for Yeezy season 3 fitting yeah. and he wrote 90 bars on the plane. Like, He's why doing was, this. Only yeah,
0: Kim Kim can McCorm- find a way to plug four different things in one tweet. <laughs> in, in an apology tweet, she can plug in the Yeezy's, Kanye's new album, Kanye's Good Friday, and like... She's talented.
5: She's very talented. But Kanye also posted a picture where on the computer you could see Easy season three on February eleventh, the same date as the album. So
0: hmm. That'd be a we'll great, see. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I don't. First of all, I don't think. I, I just I don't know. I don't think we're gonna get it when we think we're getting it, and I don't think it's gonna be called Swish. I'm with think, you on I don't
0: think it's gonna be called Swish.
2: I think it will. We'll see. I just don't know what I want. I I've, I've said this to Juwan. I want that album to be a concept album about his laptop. Like if the whole album is just <laughs> a stolen laptop. Like the stolen laptop is the the central figure of the entire album, yeah. that would be great.
0: Uh, but no, on a serious note, all of his albums have been conceptual and Swish just doesn't sound like a concept. Think about every other every other album. Every other album title. I'm just saying that it's it's kind of a, the dark horse. The dark horse. Is know. that a saying? The yeah. black sheep in all of Kanye's <laughs> album titles work. I think it's a placeholder title and one day he's just going to drop the album with the artwork and everything on February 11th.
5: <laughs> we'll, we'll agree to disagree for now.
2: Hey, guys. Soft Glass here with a quick update. Kanye actually did decide to change the name of his album to Waves. So, uh, yeah, we called it. I told you, Jack.
5: And let's get into Echo by Kevin Abstract, and we'll be right back.
3: sky ain't gon' fix my problem. Howling at the moon ain't gonna bring you back. Howling at the moon ain't gonna bring you back. Staring at the sky ain't gon' fix my problem. Staring at the sky ain't gon' fix my problem. Howling at the moon ain't gon' bring you back. I at the moon ain't bring you back. I started smoking cigarettes. I even picked a pot again. Can't touch my nose yet I'm afraid I'll be you like my friend I'm afraid I ain't gon' have no friend Oh my God, when do my story, yeah Tell me God, when do my story, yeah I'm locked outside of the DeLorean He was a bad son, he was a bad son He was a bad son, he was a bad son So he left home. So he left on. He had, run, yeah. he had to 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 run, yeah. Nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. You can take a look into my eye. You can take a look into my eye. Go in and see what you find. You can take a look into my eye You can take a look into my eye you take a look into my eye Yeah, tell me what you like Go
4: ahead and tell me what you like
2: back on group chat um i think uh we we really want to talk about something that actually affected me uh, more more than i thought that it would and that's david bowie's passing uh i think when i think of pushing boundaries and when i think of artistic Bravery And courage I think of David Bowie And his career And the fact that he was never Ever, ever, ever Influenced Or limited by What people thought was The norm or acceptable Or Any type of Genre or Identity Constriction That people might place on a person whether it be the way he expressed himself artistically sexually just emotionally and ideologically he was just always unabashful just just so free from anything and and I think that his legacy will always be that and I think that's being thank- I mean, uh, thankfully it's being recognized that, and I don't know, Jack. What do you what What was your first thought when so, you heard?
5: So I'm not a huge Bowie fan. Not that I dislike him either, right. but I was always aware of him, but I didn't know too much about him. But the reason why I found it not interesting because it's it's bigger than that but like the reason why I wanted to share my thoughts on it for this was that even with me not knowing a whole lot about him it was interesting to see all the admiration and comments people had after his death and how much of an impact he made on them and that to me alone without even taking that next step of learning more about him which would be to come, I still want to dig deep into like really knowing more about his career and his life. Yeah. But even without that, I just thought it was really amazing the impact that he had on people. Yeah.
2: And I mean, that's the thing. I didn't even get into his music until pretty recently, just because I went through a phase of getting really into classic rock and that era of music and just kind of understanding where a lot of, those influences come from in today's music and I just you know I think it might have been like two years ago I got into really getting into that stuff and his music was always really I mean I I think a lot of people would say it was ahead of its time but it was also so imaginative in the way that he decided to go about things whether it be the sounds that he chose or you know just nerdy music stuff like the chord progressions or the way he liked to harmonize his own voice and the simple things like that i appreciated a lot but on a bigger scale i think that he just represented the same thing that to a degree you know kanye represents to a lot of people now which is that thirst for artistic growth and ex- expression and just trying to find that next level innovation. Innovation, yeah. Right. And real quick, the the way that he went about his latest album is crazy to me.
5: And it released like three days before he died, right?
2: Yeah, and it was on. I mean, it was on purpose. He. So I I, I was watching Anthony Fantano's review of it. The needle drops. Shout out needle drop. Plug 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 plug
8: plug. <laughs> Ran off on the floor twice.
2: Oh. <laughs> I was uh, I was. Yeah, he he was basically saying that David Bowie turned his death, his own death, into an art project deliberately. Which is crazy. It's nuts. And if you listen to the album, which I actually have to listen to all the way through, I think I got through half of it. And it's just so dense, both musically and conceptually. But it's all about his death, his impending, uh, unavoidable death and that's crazy and but it, it is done from not the perspective of <clears throat> like oh I'm he, Not it's not fear or it's more so just curiosity like a lot of the album is just him exploring the concept of death and what that means in relationship to life and it's really interesting and it's very uh self-aware and that's what's crazy you can listen to the album and, and be inside the mind of somebody who knows they're about to die and is at peace with it um, so yeah I mean only only David Bowie could do that
5: and another amazing person who passed away was Alan Rickman and I I knew him from Die Hard the most and also from Harry Potter he played Snape yeah and I didn't really, before this, I didn't know too much about his background, but I dug in a bit and learned about his life, and basically, to kind of summarize it, he did some acting when he was younger, and his dad actually died of cancer, too, when he was 8 years old. And he did that, he did some acting in like some school plays and stuff, but then for college he actually studied graphic design. And he opened his own graphic design company after school. And he did that for a bit. But then at 26, he went back and started acting in theater. He had a big theater background. And he did that for about 10 years or so. And then he got the role for Die Hard when he was 42. Wow. His first role? his first major Hollywood role and he got it two days after landing in LA to meet with casting directors and producers and he almost didn't even take it at first because he was like oh an action movie but his agents convinced him and it turned out to be one of the biggest successes of his career and my personal favorite work of his even though he's great as Snape also and even Though he came from a theater background, even on Die Hard, he was making suggestions that ended up making it to the film. And he was just very smart about how he went about things. And that character in Die Hard is a very unique type of villain. It takes away some of the terrorist stereotypes and kind of transforms it into a different character. Yeah. And throughout the 90s, he did some other works, even directed his own movie, which he co-wrote. And then in the 2000s, he landed the Harry Potter roles, which J.K. Rowling actually wrote for him Whoa. with him in mind. Wow. And he wow. was amazing in that. So just it was sad to see him pass. Really amazing actor.
0: And what an inspiration that his first major acting role came at 42. Yeah, exactly. For any young actor out there discouraged that you didn't make it in your 20s, just look at that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Not
1: even actors, though. Like Not even actors, resume. yeah.
0: any yeah. Anyone doing anything they aspire to do. Any artist. I think that... I didn't know the toll that this would have on me until I realized what a big presence he had in my life. Unknowingly so. A little bit of background. As a kid, I was very closed-minded and didn't like to read. The one exception to that was the Harry Potter series. Mm-hmm. And I always read... I read the first book after watching the first film. So every time I read of that character, I had him in mind mm-hmm. without knowing that. These movies spanned a decade of my life. Those books spanned a decade of my life. So it's crazy now to hear that he's passed. It's, my, it's a huge chunk of my childhood. And the older I'm getting, like, the more that my young idols are, are falling, and it's taken quite the toll. But it's, it's, his story is very inspiring. And,
5: and even also, besides the 42 part, the fact that he studied graphic design and then even yes. started his own company out of school and then completely changed paths. So, my favorite if you're, if you're just graduating and you're trying to figure shit out, it's you know, yeah. you, you don't have to worry too much, you still can make it happen whenever.
0: My, my favorite artists are people who don't just do one thing, I, I love to do a lot of different things and it's great to great to find people that or it's great when you know artists find success in different fields
2: that, that's always very inspiring to me yeah I think uh, I had read an article on the day of his passing about uh, something Daniel Radcliffe who played Harry Potter had said and I had to just revisit it to just double check but uh, what what Daniel said was kind of the moment that he recognized what an incredible person Alan, Rick, Alan Rickman was as a person was I think during the third Harry Potter film uh, Daniel Radcliffe was still like really young super super young and he was treated that way he was treated like a child for most of the first two uh, Harry Potter movies and he said that Alan Rickman was the first peer the first actor and person in the industry who treated him like an adult and like a like a peer and like an actor and he Daniel Radcliffe said that he owes a lot of his confidence to Alan Rickman basically he said that Alan Rickman empowered him he basically told him like hey we're we're peers we're in this together like just I'm gonna feed off of you you feed off of me and we're this you know we're equal and could you imagine being however old he was I mean he must have been like 12 what that means to you yeah then, then and all establish- this pressure on him as well absolutely and he didn't have to do that you know so Deep yeah, stuff. that's yeah. great
5: should we play some bowie and take a song break
2: yes sir we'll be right back on group chat
4: sing Countdown, engines on. Two, check ignition, One. and may God's love it's be done. with you. <laughs> this is.
2: a space oddity by David Bowie. Um now we're going to talk about Star Wars, everybody. Star Wars. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs>
0: Star Wars.
2: Wait, pass me the BB-8. All
0: right. Here we go. <clears throat> That's going to be our next topic. Jock, can you translate what BB-8 said?
6: <laughs> oh
0: man. Oh what? What are we going to talk about, Jack? Atlanta. Atlanta. Ooh. Like the like actually
2: at like Atlanta itself, like or?
5: Georgia. You know what I'm talking about.
2: I don't know. Oh, Juwan definitely knows what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Donald, Donald Glover, everybody. We're finally talking about Donald Glover. It only took one episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, I'm on the same boat with
0: the way before I, I met you guys to do this podcast, Kevin, Jack, Joao pitched you guys as, oh, they like Donald Glover. <laughs> <laughs> this is a true story, and I was like, oh
5: my god, I need to meet these guys.
2: Yeah, I was like, Juwan, these guys are cool, trust me. They like Donald <laughs>
5: Yeah. It was almost the same opposite except not as like much of a pitch. It was just me and Joao, Soft glass, were talking about Donald and then he kept bringing you up like, "Oh yeah, my brother was like, oh, do you see Donald's new beard or like?" Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we're
0: But that'll be um when we have a a new segment that we're actually going to start at the end of this episode kind of spoiling it but we we will find out we'll, we'll talk about that and how his album holds up today but anyway we're going to talk about his new television series that just got greenlit for
5: well it got greenlit last summer last but summer. it just premiered at the Television Critics Association convention and basically a lot of words yes it was <laughs> so the press release this is like the official description of Atlanta Atlanta revolves around two cousins on their way up through the Atlanta rap scene whose opposing views on art verse, commerce, success, and race will make their quest anything but easy. So, Donald is writing and starring in the show. And producing it too, right? Yep. Mm. And Hiro Murray is directing it. Amazing oh director. That's who also incredible. did.
1: He did a few of his videos. Yeah, he did voice. Sober,
5: Sweatpants, oh Telegraph God. Ave. He's insane. One he of the also, best music video directors. Right my now. favorite yep.
2: music video director. He did uh flying Lotus's, uh, the Kendrick song, never catch yeah, me, never catch, catch me. me.
5: And he also did the short film with Donald right. Flapping yep. for the wrong reasons. Yeah. yeah. So FX ordered 10 episodes of this last summer and they shot it, I believe last summer. And so they just did the screening and it's gonna, they announced it's going to premiere this summer, which is really exciting. And after they also had a panel And Donald was on it, along with other people of the show. And I pulled some quotes from it. One he said was, I feel like the most important thing with the show is to make it personal. I'm not an optimistic guy. I feel like you watch Master of None, and it's a very optimistic look at millennialism, but I'm pessimistic about it. I feel like we kind of fucked up. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We did, by the way. Yeah, I can't wait. I've been waiting for... I'm going to let you finish it. You've got some more stuff you want to say before we no, get just, into it. Yeah,
5: real quick. He said, I just always wanted to make Twin Peaks with rappers. And he said, <laughs> <laughs> he said the writers would come to his house. They'd make food, talk, and just write. And he said, it's time to make something I'd want to see. There's so many screens to film now.
0: That's amazing. I've been a huge fan of his acting work on Community, a comedy that I very much support. And should get a movie, six seasons in a movie. But plug. Plug. <laughs> I love how because the internet was, I felt was his brainchild with Ludwig as a producer, who's also the sound director. I think for a Community, he also did the the music yeah, for. Yeah, he, he did all the music for the Community. Oh. I can't wait to get a visual brainchild from Donald Glover. His and TV Hero. show. He's doing everything. Yeah, except yeah. for and one of the best cinematographers right yeah. now. So. I'm so giddy about it. It's really hard to mask my. And yeah. also,
5: for anyone who doesn't know, he's from Atlanta, so that's yeah. why he's yeah. doing it there.
2: Jack, do you know if it's? Do you know what the tone is going to be? Is it a comedy? Is it? a He, it a, he like didn't a say, but I'm
5: pretty sure it's like a comedy mostly. It has that. It's going to be a comedy yeah. drama. I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I think.
2: I can't wait. I've been, and I and I've been waiting for Donald's career to kind of come full circle and him in one project, basically take all of these different elements that he's so good at and kind of clump it together. So you get the music, the acting, the writing, and his vision all in one, and and it's not filtered. It's not like anybody else's but his, so I'm really excited for that.
1: And ever since, like, Because the Internet, which he took out the whole script, yeah that was, Which was incredible yeah. yeah I mean
5: who does that yeah for anyone <laughs> who doesn't Trump. know he basically dropped this super long script with the album and within the script there were also like short videos with no sound he made a website for it it was yeah. a website too yeah mm-hmm. and it was just insane and like you would Next read level. a poem no, one, no one's done that
1: you would like read a part and he'll be like play this song now yeah and like as you read it with the song in the background it's just
5: he's so good at creating worlds that this show is going to be insane even
0: within his live performances too yeah uh it kind of acts out a version of the script or another perspective from what the song means you know and its placement on the script i think he's my favorite artist right now in the sense that he kind of he does everything yeah he's been someone who loves to jump around and doesn't Let another field or another like boundary, you know, bind his creative needs to express himself. So he's inspired me as um, as a writer, as a designer, as as anything I would consider myself doing. I always think of people have done multiple things before and have found success doing different things, and he's an amazing uh,
2: modern example of this.
5: And he's so slept on.
2: Yeah. Still. By the way. I believe, I might be wrong, but I believe that our very own Daniel D'Artiste actually wrote a script for one of his projects before Donald Glover did. Just throwing that out there. He did
5: write a script. I don't remember if it was before or after, but it could be.
2: I think it was. I think it was the summer before. Interesting. Yeah. Shout out, D'Artiste.
5: Yeah. (laughs) By the way, that film, the short film they did for that is amazing. The end of summer short film. Yeah. If anyone hasn't seen it, you should go watch. Him and Ben and other people worked on that, and it's really good. Honestly, that's what sold me on Daniel. Yeah, for real. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: It's just um, to kind of close close out the conversation of Donald and Atlanta. It's a shame because we don't know much about it, which is really cool. We're gonna get going to. But it's also it. good. Because yeah, that's we'll a great will be thing. surprised. It's uh, it's quite the inspiration to see that someone that someone is capable of doing that in today's today's field and he's not the only one doing it i know that but to have the ability to jump around and, and use momentum from whatever his last project was to fulfill a vision that he has elsewhere it it inspires me and it makes me want to endlessly create you know and not have to stay confined within oh well i'm a writer so i can only stick to paper and
1: he's our favorite you know yeah, <laughs> shout out Donald Glover, and we
2: could keep talking about him for hours. This is actually a weekly segment. We're gonna have a Donald Glover <laughs> weekly segment. We might we literally talk- be talking about him for hours. I would love to. I mean,
5: yeah, just the this- Donald Glover show, just a whole podcast, just about him. Hey still early on the it's Donald not, Glover yeah. show.
2: <laughs> Did you guys see his beard lately? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about his beard. No, he super wore a cool. gray turtleneck neck last week.
5: Yeah. <laughs> All right. He- so next, another show that actually just started is called Angie Tribeca and it was created by Steve Carell and his wife Nancy and it's for TBS and basically besides the show itself just first I want to talk about the format of it they started it by launching it on a 25-hour marathon and there were 10 episodes that would loop and also at the beginning of it they had a telethon like one of those old wow. school telethons and it was just a really interesting format and the reason why they did it is because people love binge watching all these shows now so it was interesting yep. to see how a, TV, a bigger TV network like TBS wasn't afraid of it, they embraced it and made it this fun thing, so I thought that was interesting and also the show is basically this like cop drama parody like yeah. <laughs> joking about shows like NCIS and all yeah. that the the ads on the subway oh, so good.
2: were like finally a show about cops yeah <laughs>
5: <laughs> and uh, Rashida Jones who I love she plays Angie Tribeca who's the main cop and there's other people on the show and it's just it's enormously stupid in a good way and oh. it's just really funny just f- filled with random blatant jokes and some people might hate it but i enjoy watching it how it, great
2: is she by the way
5: she's amazing yeah that's amazing
2: i'm so glad steve carell's at this point in his career where he could just do whatever he wants like this like and he's proven that he can do really anything and it's yep. just and it, but it is great to see him come back to comedy because he was doing a, a lot of drama stuff for a while fox Sketcher,
0: yeah the fox catcher it was probably big the, biggest, the biggest one big short yeah. yeah
2: just to kind of prove he could You know, he can't. can't. (laughs) And then it's like, point proven. It's great. It's so good to see him back on TV or just being a part of being involved in TV and being involved in comedy. He's a master of comedy. Yeah. He's a absolutely. master of
0: comedy. Yeah. Ever since oh.
5: Office, really. like That was the first thing since that really... Since before, apparently he did shows with Colbert.
2: Oh, yeah. He right, would, right, he, they, they, did, they would do improv, uh, improv together. together. But
5: The Office was like his first thing where it's like, yeah. wow, yeah, this, this guy, guy is really... A fan. A super fan. Well, of Anchorman,
2: absolutely. right? Anchorman was that before too, the yeah. Office. Oh, yeah. Uh, as Rick. But I think... He was He was, was, in the line he was
5: good in that, but The Office was like right. his the, first real star role. That's what propelled
2: him... I think
1: that's what people picture him as, too. Yeah, definitely. Michael Scott. Yeah, the guy from The Office. Yeah, from The Office. The guy from The Office.
5: They're so... With the show, they're now going to be doing season two right after, where now it's going to be airing weekly, though. So they're trying this mix of formats, which is interesting. I was just going to get to the whole formatting of the show and how
1: they broadcasted it. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. I'm a big into bench watching. Yeah. I think every network should like start taking out (laughs) that style of of
0: yeah just all the
1: episodes at once
0: that's the future
1: because the thing is i don't watch all 10 episodes at once but you
5: know just one two three we like yeah what what about you (laughs) i'm more of a weekly guy like i like having something to look forward to each week you like to pace it yeah
0: i'm i i think you just love the power of we can watch the next yeah, episode. Right. We have the control to watch the it's next like, don't episode. Don't tell me when
1: to watch this. That's like. just the modern. <laughs> I
0: think that's going to be the future in terms of like, like modern so. technology is going that way, just Especially giving us more power and control.
2: With now, like
1: the power that Netflix and HBO yeah. have at the moment.
2: Yeah. What do you think, Safglass? How do you make money as a network though if you put everything out at once?
5: Well, they get they might get a
2: bigger viewership through doing that. I don't know. I can't imagine because it,
1: it works for. Networks or companies like Netflix and HBO because they're pre not prepaid, but you gotta pay for those services. Netflix right. is very
0: tight-lipped about the views; they don't make that public. Yep. they don't publicize anything. So I'm curious to see. Netflix doesn't have any ads either. How do shows that go directly to Netflix make money after that? Well,
2: not so much not so much Netflix, but more so like. it's on TBS? Yeah. So how does TBS make money by showing all of the episodes once? Like, they don't get... By not getting weekly ratings and getting weekly viewership and just kind of banking on everybody tuning in for all 10 episodes at once, that's ballsy. I'm not saying it's good or bad. They might not
5: have the answers. They might just be experimenting. Right. Yeah, because I don't know if it works for a network like that. If they are just
0: experimenting, that's great to see. And very refreshing for... Them to be able to take this. Oh, I, yeah. I don't care how yeah. much money they make. <laughs> I mean, I just,
2: I'm just trying to think from their end. Yeah, how are how they does profiting? That makes sense for them. And actually, it could have a lot to do with Steve Carell executive producing as well, because yeah. he could be kind of, uh, you know, almost allowing that to happen by maybe investing, and not, I don't know, by maybe covering TBS's bases as far as. They're not going to lose any money because Steve Carell fronted oh, maybe more and than she she's just do, a or, pretty big yeah. star, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. she just
5: released a great video for Flip and Rewind. Let's get into that right now. Oh, awesome. And it was produced by her nephew. It was a song for his album.
2: Oh, amazing. Nepotism.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: we'll be right back. On group chat.
4: Chance shot in the sure. dark and you know that I wanna
5: you to daniel thank you to dash radio for hosting us this has been the second episode of group chat
1: yeah this is crazy man thank you for everyone tuning in and listening yeah on the west coast i had a few thanks to my nigga my guy ray (laughs) 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 um my dude steve the bronx narrative squad people from houston my boy greg my cousin um, Grady's, and Alberto. It's a lot yeah, more thank, people thanks to everyone. My
2: parents yeah. Nobody reached out mom. to me like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody told me. <laughs> it was great. I'd be like, yo, did you listen to the, the <laughs> one, two, three, four group chat? Huh? What was it? Uh, send me a link. I'll listen to it later. <laughs> plug time? Plug
5: plug 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 plug. plug, plug, plug. All
2: right. Jack, where can we find you?
5: Instagram, imagination detonation, Twitter, ID plus NYC. Deep. Uh this Cub you can find me at same old cub on everything.
2: This is Soft Glass, you can find me shit. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's just Soft Glass. <laughs> Don't find me at <laughs> What's my name again? <laughs> this is Soft Glass. You can find me at Soft Glass on everything. Uh that's S O F T G L A S. Only one S. This is Juwan. You can find
0: me at Juwan Gonzalez 27 on Twitter, Instagram. And if you want to friend me on Facebook and hit my DMs <laughs> up, you can find okay. me on Facebook find too. me on Tinder as you well. Can you can find to. me on Tinder Hulk too. On swipe left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can don't, email... No.
5: What? No, I was like, no, don't. <laughs> just Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you can email us 1234 chat at gmail.com. You can listen to the episodes on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash 1234 group chat. And please reach out to us with any topic please. ideas, yeah. feedback, anything.
2: Love to talk Do about our work for
5: us. Please come <laughs> up with topics. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thanks again, Daniel. Love you, Daniel. Peace. Later. Bonus song.